Welcome to the Rated JG Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Gilly. Thank you all for tuning in. What's going on, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Rated JG Podcast. We are coming at you live from the Podfather Studios, and I have got one of my longtime buddies here with me, Mr. Caleb Phipps. What's up, dude? Chicka chicka, what's up? (laughs) KP is one of my very few friends that share my odd, I don't even know how to word, obsession, fandom, like he is very deeply into the UFC and mixed martial arts world, just like I am. So back when you, when we used to work together, me and Caleb would always talk about the fights and and who's an upcomer and who got beaten, who's winning, and the standings and the divisions and things of that nature. And Caleb used to train uh, mixed martial arts and uh, different avenues of that. I think it was like Kempo, is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. So karate, and he's done jujitsu with Johnny Hendricks and all those people. So. He's my guy whenever I'm talking about fights. So I, I wouldn't really call it jiu-jitsu. I would just say me going on the mat getting choked out. I wouldn't really call that jiu-jitsu. You know? Yeah, that, I feel like that comes with the territory of that, though, because unless you have a black belt, you're bait, and even then, you're still getting choked out. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's dope. So he's my, he's my dude that we talk about fights all the time with. But that is the sole point premise of this podcast is to break down the upcoming UFC 248 which is this Saturday, March the 7th, I think? What's yes. Yeah, so today's March the 4th. But yeah, this uh, this Saturday we got a pretty pretty cool little UFC card coming up, and we're going to break all that down for you, talk about some fights that have uh, gone on in the, the last couple of weeks because we haven't done a UFC breakdown in a long time, and it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Yeah. So we'll start with you recently got yourself a big boy job, so you're not working the, the little... Uh, behind the desk anymore you you, you've got the you're making some paper now and it's uh wearing on you a little bit it's definitely been wearing on me i mean i love the money it's very good i mean i'm a dispatcher of a trucking company now (laughs) breaker breaker one nine exactly i mean all day (laughs) but the job itself is okay it's i mean it kind of makes me unhappy to be honest with you the money's great but life dude yeah you get a taste of one of those paychecks that's not like minimum wage yeah. or you know eight nine dollars an hour and you're like oh yeah I can't, you, right. can't, you can't go back right and you recently turned 21 so yeah there is this is the point of no return now yeah. now you yeah. got to start making that money i know it uh because you you recently made a big boy purchase too i did i went and, uh with all the money i've saved up working as a dispatcher i went and bought a motorcycle <laughs> a yamaha r6 for you motorcycle lovers out there dude that caught me so off guard i was like when you uploaded it, it caught, that, it caught me off guard. <laughs> I just, I just saw it and had to buy it. I'd never, I'm not like a motorcycle guy, but I just saw this. I was like, Dad, I'm getting this. Because you uploaded it to your Instagram story, I think. Mm-hmm. What the hell was your caption? It was like, was it, was this smart? No. No. Is what? it safe? No. <laughs> Is it fun? Yes. <laughs> that's sick and i was like what in the world are you going through a midlife crisis at 21 years old like how is this what is this purchase and i felt like the protective older brother i'm like what are you doing why'd you buy this and why haven't you shown it to me yet he's like sorry yeah it was a spur of the moment thing my whole family is frowned upon they are so mad at me do it man i love it it's it's a beautiful bike dude you have you you have no history with motorcycles at all you just freaking went out and got I it didn't even know how to ride it <laughs> <laughs> like i'm still learning right now i love it dude you sent me that thing on instagram today of that guy flying through traffic and busting <laughs> his ass on that bike and you were like me me <laughs> <laughs> well congratulations on your big boy purchase oh, i'm sure you. you're gonna have thank a lot you. of fun on that and maybe one day if i drink too much you can come pick me up and i'll ride on the back i'm thinking about buying one of those side carts like batman and robin one of those like so. dumb and dumber <laughs> exactly <laughs> big gulps huh <laughs> okay <laughs> nice hooters <laughs> what a stupid movie okay so anyways i'm sure a lot of people tuned us out right there already talking about freaking dumb and dumber and side Spotify, cars. 30 seconds skip 30 sp- <laughs> yeah skip 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 anywho you are recently turning. You recently turned the big two one, so now you can legally partake in the things that we've been doing together for years. So, in the the presence of the the general public, how's that feel to be the the official? You can slap your ID down on the bar and be like, "Yep, read it and we finally, finally, no, for sure." It's different, right? Going out and about. it is different. I don't know. I feel older now. You know, I, it's kind of weird. You know. 
you're going to feel real old when you get to the point where they stop even <laughs> when you stop getting ID'd at all. Mm. You walk in and I, I'll, I'll have my uh, my ID like in hand because you you'll know the places around and like that are very strict on IDing everybody like whether you're 30 or 40 years old and but then there's some you think can get away with it man when people just start looking at you and they don't even ask you're like god am i don't feel that old jesus christ it's weird because some people will look at me and think i'm like younger and then other people like let's shake that id that's how the experience i've had so far it's in between like either i look too young or look i definitely look 21 or older right i feel like you look very young but you act a lot older than you are does that make sense you you think so i I would think most people would say the opposite well (laughs) i think i knew you because i was your boss for two two and a half three years something like Mm -hmm. that so i got to see both sides of you Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until i got to really know you that you're an idiot (laughs) (laughs) like you gave off a very professional vibe and you were very mature for your age and everything and, uh, well, thank yeah, you. Thank now you. that I know you behind the curtain, now I know you're the guy that, you know, goes and buys street bikes on a whim. <laughs> I yep. love it. But anyways, uh, also I haven't seen you in a while cause we used to work together. So we saw each other every day. So now we see each other sporadically and KP's looking slim, Ooh, bro. And I'm you. loving it. I don't know if you listened to my last podcast, but my buddy, Josh Birch, shout out Josh Birch music, my boy, go support him got a single coming out on friday deep end little plug there for you but anyways dude josh has been on this fitness journey and he's lost like 70 pounds for real in like five or six months you've you've met josh before and every time that i see him which is like weekly dude it's visible appearances like he's visibly changing and it's just firing me up i'm like hell yeah josh you get it bro that's so awesome man yeah so what are what what are you doing are you like dieting are you working out more oh yeah I started the Atkins diet, which at first my mom was telling me about it and I kind of blew it off. I was thinking it was another kind of trendy diet. For I sure. didn't do any research at all, but working at the new office job, I definitely put on some weight. I mean, I put on 20 pounds in less than probably two or three months and it was bad. I was a little, I was kind of porker a little bit. <laughs> porker. <laughs> porker. I was kind of porking and, uh, <laughs> we're, oh, were you? You were and, porking. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I just knew I I just kept looking at my, honestly, I, I was looking at myself in the mirror and I did not like what I was seeing, man. I mean, like I've seen, I just could look through Snapchats and pictures and be like, man, it's visible that I'm putting on weight. And I even would go back up to the gym with other people I used to work with or see every day. And they're like, dang, we can tell you've been sitting at a, at a desk job now. And I'm like, thanks. Yeah. yeah I really appreciate it. But I'm glad they said that though. Cause it gave me the motivation to start. Yeah, and for sure. I, and, they, and they probably did it from a place of love. They were like joking with you. They right. weren't like, Hey fat ass, you yeah. know, like they were probably just joking around, but dude, a lot of that is, you know, coming from a, um, a, the gym atmosphere, you're around healthy, fit people. You're moving around all the time. When you go to a, a desk job like that, like where you're legitimately at a desk like you are, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But the stress that comes along with that, I mean, you went from making like nine bucks an hour to a salaried position and right. a lot of responsibility. Oh, yeah. Dude, putting on weight from stress is a real thing. It, it, no lie. And this thing has helped so much. It's made me feel so much better. And Hell yeah. I like, finally feel more comfortable. It's gained a lot of my confidence back for sure. And I'm still going on this. Hell yeah, man. So, so like, what do you, I mean, is it a, a I, I don't know much about it. Isn't it mainly like uh, low carb basically? Every, yeah. It's high protein, low carbs, like pretty much an average dinner would be like a steak and green beans or Brussels sprouts, broccoli, oh, there or you go. salmon, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Okay. Pork chops, that kind of thing. Just everything grilled. Yeah. So three meals a day. And it's not too hard. You're never supposed to be feel hungry. And right. that's been such a big thing. Because I've learned that fasting doesn't really work for me. Yeah. And this has worked good because it's got my metabolism going because I'm eating three meals a day. For sure. So I love it, man. It's been great. And Dude, that's awesome, man. I'm all about that, especially if it's making you feel better. That's the main thing. Yeah. Because it's one thing if you're doing it to like get a ripped six pack and then you know you're you're just miserable but if you're doing it just because you you want to feel more confident you want to feel better and just genuinely just for yourself like that's the best mindset to have the best thing i like about it is it's not like uh one of those diets that you cannot maintain over time i feel like yeah. this one you can really 
this is a lifestyle you can eat that way. Yeah, definitely. So that's what I like better. That's I think that's going to set you up for success too because a lot of people look at diets as like a short-term thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to diet from... As a diet. Yeah, like for, for from January till March. So that mm-hmm. way whenever spring break rolls around, I'm shredded. Right. Well, then after spring break, if you go back to acting like you didn't have any weight to lose in the first place, you'll end up rebounding and gaining the weight back. Yeah. You know, if you kind of pick up these good habits on a diet like the one you're on now... Mm-hmm. That's very plausible that it, you can maintain that throughout the duration of, you know, however long you're yeah. wanting to do this. Because right. it's, at the end of the day, it's really not that hard. It's just basically stop being lazy, <laughs> yeah. put some damn meat on the grill, and stop going to McDonald's every day. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, like, it's true. We all do that. I, I managed the gym for five years, and there was like three or four days, five days in a row where I'd eat fast food. And I'm like, I wouldn't gain any weight, but I'm like, God, I feel no, like shit, yeah, dude. Sure. I feel awful. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're like skin, you start breaking out. You, yeah. you have no energy. It's gross. A couple days of eating good. You're like, wow, holy crap. What am I doing to myself? Yeah. <laughs> you can think so much clearly. It's so much better. Yeah, for sure. And you sleep better too. Um, that's the one thing that is, I've slept so good. I bet, I've slept man. excellently. Every night this past month has just been excellent sleep. Okay. So, you, so you've been doing it for a whole month. I started... February 3rd and I've weighed myself in like every day and I've lost about 15 pounds Hell this yeah. month. Yeah. So. Today's the fourth. So that's a, mm-hmm. almost an exact month. And then yep. February has 29 days. So yeah, this is like the 30 day mark yep. right here. Yes, Good sir. for you, bro. That's a half a pound a day. Yeah. Good for you. I love it. And you said you're going to start doing uh, some more MMA training coming up. Yes. As soon as, yeah, I, uh, Oh, you said it on the, I, you've said it now. You got to do it. I uh, put in my two weeks on my job. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> the job we, oh, I th- the no. job we just spent <laughs> so much know. time. I thought you were talking about. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I uh, I'm gonna get back into training with Johnny Hendricks. Hell and, yeah! Uh, I just love martial arts and just the it, the whole thing about martial arts. It's not really about me trying to get a fight. It's just me bettering myself. Yep. That's the whole point of martial arts. Is really just bettering yourself, conquering yourself and just training to get better right that's what i love about it right and people think people forget that and myself included but it is called martial arts Arts, it's an art you know like Mm -hmm. i mean if you take a literal artist who has you know you know a paintbrush and a you know an easel they're just expressing themselves right or a musical artist they're getting their instrument and making noises that they want to make you know right right martial arts is you're basically creating art like with your athleticism and your you know ability right. to your ability to inflict pain mm-hmm. on somebody but like choosing not to right you know what i'm saying it, you can really see that a lot when you watch like bruce lee and that was a lot of his philosophy was martial arts is an art it's an art form expressing yourself yeah and you see that a lot with like bruce lee and muhammad ali that's pretty yeah. cool i know you're a big muhammad ali guy Yes, sir. You know what I found out? You're wearing that uh, Roots of Shirt t-shirt right now. Or root, Roots of Shirt. Roots, R- of, roots of, of Fight mm-hmm. t-shirt right now. Uh, for everybody that's listening that doesn't know what that is, it's a really dope company. They partner with like the UFC and like boxing and stuff. And they make these sick like individualized uh, merchandise for like famous fighters like Muhammad Ali and Bruce Lee and George St. Pierre and you know, all these big name fighters that are kind of like maybe not even active anymore, but are very well known. Right. All legends kinda. Like yeah. legends. And I've found out recently that this is a like a mom and pop shop. I think it's like like two brothers that started the company. And the reason you don't see Muhammad Ali shirts everywhere is because a lot of those are like rip offs and the family doesn't get any royalties or anything like that. The Roots of Fight Company the the guys who started it mm-hmm. went and traveled and met with the Ali family oh. and were like, Hey, we will give you all, you know, full range of like all the extra profits or whatever. We want to do this because we respect what he did for the fight culture and we want to make dope ass merchandise off of his name. Like I don't I don't even that, think I don't awesome. think they make money off of like his line or something yeah it's very weird you need to look it up but it's badass which made me which made me want to get one of those shirts even more i've looked into those uh the ali ones i'm definitely gonna get one and they got these these shirts are so they're good too they're awesome shirts and rogan always wears his muhammad ali Mm -hmm. hoodie Mm -hmm. so yeah all my all my listeners out there if y'all want me to look like joe rogan whenever i'm doing my podcast (laughs) buy me that hoodie it's like 150 dollars. so yeah yeah shout out rated jg (laughs) (laughs) all right anyways so let's get into the premise of 
the podcast. We're talking about fights. Um, there's been a hell of a lot of good fights recently. And I actually, like two hours before you came over, there was some breaking news. Did you oh. see who's going to have the matchup coming up in, I think it's in May? Is it the Peter Yan vert? No. Yes. No, oh, it, it, it that was announced today too. Peter Yan and Marlon Marais. Right, right. That's a great fight. Yes. I'm not really necessarily looking forward to that one as much as this one. Dustin Poirier oh, yeah. and Dan Hooker. No. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. What a freaking that matchup. That would be awesome. Man, that is, you talk about two dudes that are very hard to have anything negative to say about. Like, like who, How could you say something bad about either one of them? Right. Dude, du- Dustin, man. The he, diamond, he's a class act. I mean, he is awesome. Look at how Khabib and Dustin embraced each other after that fight. Yeah. Two killers. Yep. Like they were like best friends after the fight. I mean, and then they donated all the proceeds to Louisiana and all that and all. All respect. I love Dustin, man. I love that he's really starting to gain the popularity he's deserved. He's been around for a while right, too, right. bro. I mean, he was like twenty one, twenty two in his first fight. Did you yeah. see his fight with like Max Holloway and it, stuff with his bald head? Man, he looks like a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that dude's da- stand up game. Oh, dirty. Yeah. If you saw a video clip of him working. A heavy bag. Oh my god! You think he's a professional yeah, boxer? Yes. You could not tell no difference, bro. Homeboy's hands are scary. Yes, scary. No, no. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm worried a little bit about Dan Hooker. I mean, he, he's, he's, man, he's a stud. I just seeing that fight of his fight against Paul Felder, I'm kind of like, oh man, Dustin will land some bombs. Yep. And but see, that's the thing though is is I think that each fight is like its own occurrence because every right. fight camp is going to be tailored towards their opponent. Right. So Paul Felder is a beast. Yeah. He's not Dustin Poirier. Exactly. He's not, you know, I guess the Edson Barbosa, Paul Felder fights were great. Styles but, make fights. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's exactly right. So that'll be, that'll be a good one. Yeah. For and sure. dude, that Paul Felder and hooker fight was oh my sick. Gosh. That was a great fight. That was one of the true like decision fights where either way. Yeah. You, you couldn't be mad. Like, right. I mean, if they would have given that fight to Felder, yeah, you would have exactly. been like, but I get it. I like those fights because it's like, even though Felder lost, he didn't lose to a point. You right. know what I mean? It's yeah. like he lost the fight, but he didn't lose any respect. People aren't saying, man, Felder's lost it. It's like, no, he gained everybody. I love those type of fights. I was talking to Zach. I was like, I'm a conspiracy theorist. They made Felder lose. <laughs> They knew he was going to retire, so now they'll have him full-time as a commentator. Because yeah. he is... Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm not a Paul Felder fan. I think... <gasps> I'm not. And the main reason is, whenever he's commentating, he talks about himself all the time. When do you ever hear DC talk about himself? Mm, Never. That, that's a good point. Only if there's like a John Jones reference. Right. Paul yeah. Felder is always like, well, when I'm in the cage, I'm doing this. If yeah. this dude was in my division, no one cares, Paul. You Shut up what, and commentate. When I'm in that spot, I'm just super nerd. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Like him, and uh, another reason I'm not a huge fan of that is I draw the comparison to Damian Maya, or uh, excuse me, Dominic Cruz, not Damian yeah, Maya. Yeah, dude. Do you Dominic Cruz on the mic? He breaks down fights like no one's business, man. Yeah. I like him a lot. Who would you say your favorite commentary crew of UFC of three guys? Anik Rogan. And I really like Bisping. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I because I think that he brings like a, a goofy element right, to it. Right, right. And I love DC. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll say DC because I think that DC and Joe Rogan are such good friends. Yeah, that they kind of like. It's like me and you sitting here right. commentating, real a fight. comfortable with each other. Exactly. Yeah, there's like camaraderie there. Yeah. But Michael Bisping is a genius on the mic, mm-hmm. and he's funny. He's got and he's got a British accent. You know, he's over there doing brings, his thing. He brings such a different element than those guys will. Did you see him and Michael Chiesa talking the other day? <laughs> yes. uh, going at it, I yes. love it. He's like, "Yeah, well, last time I watched you, I fell asleep." Anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> see, those are the kind of things I like. Right. But yeah, it's anyways. Paul Felder, think what I want about him. I have nothing but respect for him as a fighter because that was a brawl. With yes. Dan Hooker. And if that wasn't out there in New Zealand, that damn well may have gone Felder's way. Yeah. I mean, that we're in a weird time right now. Like, the last few cards have had, like, those decisions where a lot of fans are disagreeing, like the Dominic Reyes 
and John Jones, this Paul Felder and Dan Hooker. I mean, things are kind of, it's interesting. And now like Max Holloway is making a big thing about judges. I mean, yeah, I saw that today. What's your take on the whole judging, like the situation we're in? Holloway worded it very eloquently. Uh, If y'all aren't, if y'all are listening to this, go to Max Holloway. It's a blessed MMA. That's his Instagram handle. Go to his last post. And he wrote out like a five paragraph thing. And Max Holloway is like the OG. Like if he says something, people listen because he's, you know, Mahalo Breda from, from Hawaii. He's, <laughs> right. he's super chill, the best guy ever. But he made a lot of good points about the judging. And I do think the main point that he made on that topic was it's basically the only sport or, or it might be the only sport that you don't get to know the score in real time. Right. Baseball, you know, if somebody hits a home run, one to nothing. That's true. You know, football, you score a touchdown, six points. Kick a field goal, three points. Soccer, you put one in the net, you know, so on and so forth. That's where I'm a little, like, back and forth on it because I kind of like the element of you don't know who's going to win. You know, you're kind. that's why you're really watching. You right. really don't know. So I kind of go back and forth on it because, I don't know, I understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, maybe there just needs to be a new, just a big commission come together. Yeah, that's what Rogan was saying. Right. Like, you know, get the best minds from the sport and put them together like, because they don't even know – a perfect solution. Well, hell, sit down and talk about it and maybe right. think of one, you know? And get all the fighters in together. John McCarthy is a perfect guy to get. Uh, best ever. Yes. Him and Herb Dean. Yes. Get all those guys together and really come up with a new judging system. You know, that's what I think they should do. But I don't know about the real time thing because I love the fact that you don't know. I like that. I think, okay, so maybe, maybe they could even come out and say like um, – Show the the score like a, a portion of it. Right, Maybe they could right. show like uh, what what is the 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 UFC f- like rounds scored on? It's ring control, uh, significant strikes, right. um, so on and so takedowns. Right. You know, def- uh, takedown defense, things of that nature. Yeah. That like the common, you know, I'm using my air quotes here. Like the common fan might not know. Right. You know, if if like. Joe Blow is just sitting down with his buddies at Buffalo Wild Wings trying to watch two dudes knock their heads off. Mm-hmm. And then he stumbles upon, you know, Damian Maya and Ben Askren. Like, he will have he, no idea. He will go to sleep. Yes. You know, because I love MMA and I almost went to sleep in that damn fight because yeah. they tried to stand up. Yeah. But like when they're on the ground, he may not know what's going on. So maybe if they showed what the judges were doing on their scorecards, like, okay. Maya gets a point because he slipped out of a, you know, a Kimura. Right. Or, right. or Ben Ask Ben Askren had side control for 30 seconds or however they judge it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like yeah. if they could find a way to articulate Cause that. Cause there's so many factors in it. Like you said, there's stand up, there's wrestling. I mean, clinches. How do they rate takedowns nowadays? Right. You know, cause it used to be when someone lands a takedown, it's like they win the round. Sure. You know, now it's a little different when you got a fighter like Tony Ferguson who oh. gets taken down, but he still wins the round off his back. He wants to be on the back because right. he's landing them elbows and slicing people's faces left and right. Right. God, he is a terrifying human <laughs> being. You're not lying. Bro, he's legitimately, his nickname, El Kukui. El Kukui. Growing up from a Spanish household, yes, I am half Mexican. I get that shit all the time. I promise. My mom is 100% Hispanic. <laughs> we seriously did have an El Cucuy room at my grandma and grandpa's house. Oh, really? It's the boogeyman. And it was basically their bedroom. They didn't want us to go in there. They're like, oh, the Cucuy's going to get you. And I'm like, no, he's not. So, yeah, dude, he is the boogeyman. He is definitely. He's terrifying. He's the boogeyman of the division. I mean, it was hard for him to get fights, but. Oh, I'm so excited for that fight coming oh. up in April. Oh, my God. That's going to be such a good fight. You got to do another podcast for that card. Oh, for we sure. will break that one down yeah. for sure. I might get a round table in here with yeah. me, you, and like Zach and people who know what they're talking about and people right. who are genuinely interested mm-hmm. because I know these podcasts. Like, I'll post it. And a lot of people that listen to, you know, Rated JG, they're going to see UFC and they'll skip right over it. That's fine. I don't give a shit. These are the ones that I like to do for myself. Yeah, yeah. These are my favorite ones. <clears throat> but yeah, you mentioned a second ago um, the uh, John Jones and Dom Reyes fight. Yes. So what did you think about that? Because I haven't really talked to you about it. And I know that you are a John Jones fan. And I, I'm kind of on the fence with him myself. Right. I think that he's... He's the second greatest of all time. Yes. Behind GSP in my mm-hmm. mind. And there's no denying his skill. But 
the way that he's kind of gone about it recently and his antics outside of the octagon, whatever. I'm on the fence. I lean more than I do like him, but so there's there's moments where I'm not a big, huge fan. But anyways, what do you think of the fight? I thought, first time watching the fight, I thought Dom won. I really did. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was 3-2, to two, Dom. And that's how I had the fight. I was, I can't lie. I was really mad he didn't win. I thought he did enough because I just, I felt like he did more. Just because uh, John had the center of the octagon, I didn't feel like he did enough to win. It's not like he was landing a jab consistently. And I, I don't know, rewatching the fight, I could see it wasn't a robbery, but yeah. it was definitely a close fight. I would For love sure. to see them rematch. I think a rematch is what they need to do. That's what I think, but. I mean, rewatching the fight, I could see it was definitely could gone either way. Yeah, I, and I get that. And that third round is the round with the question mark by it. You know, those mm-hmm. championship rounds, John took them. Yep. Beginning of the fight, Dom took them. Right. That third round was a toss up. Yeah. And then that, that's ultimately, I, I think, what cost Dom the fight. But here's the skeptic in me. If you're going to take the belt from the greatest light heavyweight, like no questions, no if no ands, doubt. but no he's doubt. in a fuck different galaxy yes. from everyone else, mm-hmm. dude. You can't even people can't even hold a candle to, to like it, it's ridiculous how much better he is than everyone. He is the best that will ever have he's it. He's beat everyone at light heavyweight. I mean, he's gone through three generations. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's insane. And if he and when he does have rematches. starches bad absolutely Mm -hmm. nukes people yes ask dc you know alexander uh gustafsson alexander gustafsson dc uh he had who else did he have there was another big name one i'm pretty sure but like i mean just the list of stuff and his pedigree or excuse me his uh resume like rashad evans and like Rampage Jackson, Chell Sonnen. Huge people. Huge. Yes. And, I mean, just handled them, bro. Handled yeah. them. So, anyways, what I, the point I was trying to make with that is you're approaching this fight knowing who you are going against. You're, John Jones is synonymous with the greatest of all time. So, if it goes to a decision, I feel like those judges we were talking about earlier may have a little bit more leniency, a little bit more of a heavy hand favoring John because that's what we have become to know over the last 10, 12 years right. of him dominating right. people, you know? Right. And um, that's not taking anything away from Dom. I think Dom was great. And I think that was one of the best fights I've seen in a very long time. But, dude, if you're going to take the belt away... You got to take it. At this point, with John Jones, you may, you're making a good point here. I mean... To beat the champion, you gotta beat the champion. Yep. I mean, no ands, ifs, buts about it. Mm-hmm. To beat John Jones, you gotta beat John Jones. And I think uh, I said this recently on, on the podcast. I think the only time that you're ever going to see a goat, a you know, a absolutely undeniable champ, like it, that was dominating for years, that got his belt taken away on a decision, was Mighty Mouse. Yeah. And then that even comes with a little bit of oh yeah asterisk next to it because his mm-hmm. contract was up. He got signed to one FC. He's making bajillions of dollars over there in Japan. Like it was pretty well known. Dana didn't really. He wasn't the biggest Mighty Mouse fan. Right, right. He wasn't a big Mighty Mouse fan. See, and he is arguably the greatest pound for pound fighter like ever. Yes, arguably. Right. But the guy on your shirt, my favorite fighter of all time, George St. Pierre. Pretty much got his ass beat by Johnny Hendricks. That's that's a big thing. Is that's what comes into question. It's like Dom and John Jones, and then to beat the champ, you really got to beat the champ. Uh-huh. And then you look at a fight like GSP versus Johnny Hendricks. Yep, I've rewatched that fight over and over again. Same hundreds of times, I just, bro. I, I really, it was so. It was another thing where I honestly, it could, it should have been a draw or Johnny Hendricks. Yep, that's how I view it. A draw yep. or Johnny Hendricks, not GSP. And. Like I said, uh, you're not going to find a bigger George St. Pierre fan than me like that. He is the reason I started watching Same. MMA. He, he is. Mm-hmm. He's still to this day, I think, the most complete martial artist of all time. No doubt. Uh, like in my lifetime, at least. Right. 
Bro, Johnny Hendricks laid the fucking hammer down that fight, bro. He w- GSP looked like he got hit by a Freightliner truck. And look at Johnny after the fight. He looked fine. I know. But so that, that, that just kind of speaks to the issues that we're, we were talking about is, number one, if the, if the scorecards were up there and GSP could look, or excuse me, if Johnny could look up there and say, oh, damn, they've got me down. I'm down one round. And they look like they have him with 20 more significant strikes than me. Right. He's going to come out there and start throwing those haymakers. Right. You know, or wow, they've got him 65% ring control. Now I need to kind of push the pace a little more. Right. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. But, for sure. But I can also see the other, like, like where you're coming from. Like, it is kind of fun to have the mystery. And maybe that is what makes fighters so good is playing the head game against the other person yes, of, of the not sure. knowing. And so there's a lot to look forward to for sure. And, um, <clears throat> We were uh, there's one more I had written down here of a recent fight, uh, changing of rules and stuff. What do you think is going to happen to the flyweight division that now that Joseph Benavidez lost that vacant belt, and homeboy that he fought against lost weight, landed that illegal knee. Now there's no champ. Man, all the pressure was on him to win that fight because his opponent missed weight. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the pressure was on him. So I get it. But I mean, he, he, that was his moment. Yep. He, I mean, he's already married to Megan <laughs> Olivia. What's the Megan Olivia? No, Megan Ol- Olivia. I, I know who you're talking yeah, about. So, I mean, he won either way. He gets to go <laughs> home with her. But I just, I, I really wanted him to win. And nothing against his opponent, but no. I mean, he missed weight. And to that division, he was going to be the. I mean, come on, how could you miss weight? And then he won, but. I mean, hey, Dana came out and said, I think today he wants a rematch. Oh, he did? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, he said that he thinks the right thing to do is a rematch. So Dana hey, said that? Dana said that. And that's, see, Dana, I thought would be the first person that's like, oh, fuck this division. Get these uh, get these 125ers out of here. RIP, you know? you know, go to 1FC. Yeah, exactly. Because Cejudo didn't even want the belt. So no. He's like, here, whatever, take I it. I think he wants that 135 money against Dom Cruz, <laughs> Jose Aldo. Bro, don't even get me started. <laughs> okay, so that's a perfect segue. What is the 135 division called? Oh, that's the bantamweight division. Mm-hmm. And this is going to segue us perfectly mm-hmm. into UFC 248. So everybody that knows me knows that I have three favorite fighters that I've like been obsessed with the last couple of years. Stipe. Remember I told you that a couple of while? You yes. were like, who the hell's Stipe? And I'm like, bro, he's going to be the man. Watch. Yo. And uh, he ended up, you know, that's back whenever he was fighting Overeem and all that. Mm-hmm. But there's this guy that I did on the on the Contender series a couple years ago, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yes, crazy tall, lanky white boy, six foot tall, 135 pounds, tatted up. I mean, a luminescent white guy with a huge fro, coming out and just fighting the most unorthodox, crazy, you know, spinning back fist straight right into a heel you know a spinning wheel kick i'm like he's a stud he's a freak bro yes so for two years i've been waiting for this guy to come back in the octagon i I can't believe it's been two years it's it's so unfair that it's been two years for him right but so yeah him you know sugar sean o'malley darren till and stipe those are my guys man like and they've got a lot of hype behind them but they haven't really other than stipe haven't necessarily like lived up to it i'm telling you mark my words this is going to catapult Sean O'Malley. I have been annoyingly on this dude's jock for like ever now. And I'm telling you, like I follow him on, he has a podcast, uh, him and his, <clears throat> him and his coach, Tim Welch, they live together uh, and they have a podcast called the Timbo sugar show. And it's just them, you know, freaking smoking weed and just talking about life and training and all that stuff. And he's a fascinating guy. Yeah. But uh, he had that, that USADA test uh, two years ago after he beat that Sukumtot guy where he broke his foot in the ring. And oh, Joe yeah. Rogan did the interview where he's on the ground. Oh, yeah. You remember yep, that? Yep. That's the last time he's fought. Wow. I know. He was supposed to fight at UFC 229, the Connor and Khabib card, mm-hmm. against the guy he's fighting now. No, he was supposed to. Well, I don't know if it was that fight. Yeah, you're, I think, I think you're he right. was supposed to fight yeah. the same guy he's fighting uh, this Saturday was yeah. the same guy he was supposed to fight. And then, uh, no, that was Cheeto Vera. He was supposed to fight Cheeto Vera a oh, while back. Yeah, but they, they do look alike. The uh, oh. Jose can. Is it? 
No, 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 it's not. Cheeto Vera is the guy who's going to fight. But I know, I remember that. Yeah. And then he was also scheduled to fight on the John Jones card. Yes. You remember yep. that? Mm-hmm. The, the one was. that just passed. Yeah. And then the Nevada State Athletic Commission came by and was like, oh, you need another two months or whatever. So, whatever. Mm-hmm. He popped on the USADA test for a caffeine pill. And they came out and told him, hey, uh, we know that you didn't take anything because of the the like the dosage that's appearing in your pee. It wouldn't even help you. I know this was an accident, but you... We can't do anything. Yeah. Sorry. Here's a two-year suspension. No, Are you kidding that's so me, bro? Up. That's weird. But hey, John Jones, come right back and fight, yeah, right? You Pico. Know? Pico. Anyways. So yeah, Sean O'Malley's coming in, and he's fighting uh, Jose Quinones. I don't know. Sean O'Malley's 10-0. His opponent's 8-3. and And what I was telling you, why I'm so excited about this guy, is I got, I got fired up watching him a couple years ago on the Contender Series, like three years ago. Just loved his style. I love his swag. He's just like, he's his own person. And that's right. what draws me to people is he is so unapologetically different. He's not like anyone, man. Right. I mean, literally he's got like green and blue tattoos all over him. He wears, he has a fro. He, he just, he's just different. His personality in and out of the ring are both interesting. Right. And I listen and I follow him on like all social medias and I listen to his podcast with Tim. Bro, this guy's going to be, he's, he is like freaky calm. Like they leading up to the fight, they've been posting stuff for like months. His whole day, like his life is training. Like I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure other UFC fighters are like that, but he hasn't had his big break yet. So his life is like, they'll go on there and say, Hey, you know, Sean, what'd you do today? So you go, well, I woke up at 8am. I did an hour and a half of meditation. Uh, I wrote, I I read three books. Um, I ate seven organic meals. I got into the cold plunge. Then I went into the sauna. Then I did jujitsu for three hours. Then I came home, did breathing exercises. I'm like, what? Bro, he's he's freaking me out with like his whole like regimen daily. Right. His whole life is just health and fighting. Health and fighting. And you talk about it or you hear him talk. He's so chill. He's like, yeah, man, like I'm just ready to get back in there and you know, make it 11 and 0. I'm thankful for the opportunity now. And I'm just treating this like it's my last fight I'm ever going to have. And I'm like, oh, I can't freaking yeah. wait. I learned a lot about him watching him on Anatomy of a Fighter. His yep. episodes on there. You mm-hmm. told me to check that out like a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, damn, this this dude is awesome. I'm so excited to see him fight. He's going to be, I mean, if he wins this fight in a good fashion. Yep. Like, honestly, I'm not trying to be a little biased, but I see him. Yes. I see him. Just, I mean, he's hungry. He, he hasn't been in there in two years. Like you said, he's training. I'm really excited because he's going to bring a new danger to the bantamweight division. That's what I'm saying. This whole conversation got started with that bantamweight talk, bro. Can you imagine him and like Cejudo? Can you imagine oh that? Oh my gosh! Could you imagine that oh build my up? Gosh. You've got the king of cringe over there, and then you've yeah. got this big, goofy, six foot tall guy that's right. smoking a blunt, who's like, "Hey, hey whatever. Man. What's up, Henry? Like, check out my fro. Yeah, let's do this. You know, I just." <laughs> Oh, I love him so much. And he has the coolest UFC merch. Bro, that tie-dye shirt yes, that I have. Yes, oh, I love it. That is awesome. I will be wearing that yeah. that some bitch on Saturday, Man, I guarantee you. I saw some pictures on his Instagram. He's looking thick. He's jacked. Yeah. You know what he's weighing in at right now? What? Which is what, how many days? Three days till the fight? How much? He's like four pounds overweight. That's it? I'm like, what? dude, he's jacked. I thought he was walking. Like, he looks like 160-something. Yeah, no, he's like, I think he said he's like one. 143, 144. I could be wrong, but he's like thick. He's the exact same weight he's always been, but he looks completely different. You know, like he put on some muscle in two years, man. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. But I know you don't know much about him or the opponent. It's going to be a three round fight. What's the prediction? I I think Sugar Show is going to go out there. He's gonna, yeah. I think he's gonna take the win. I don't know how. I'm, I'm so interested when he gets in there. He's so creative and loose. Yes, I love his loose style, and that just goes like with how he's so calm mm-hmm. outside the ring. It's like he's calm in there. He yep. just, he feels comfortable, like confident, yeah. but like right. not, not cocky, but like confident, right? Because uh, I went back and I watched a couple more of those, uh, those fights, and when he had that uh, on the contender series, he threw a combination of a spinning back kick. Or excuse me, a spinning back fist, a straight left, a right hook, and then a wheel kick. 
okay, think of that combo in your head. He did it in like two seconds. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like, I right. just had an aneurysm watching him do that, and he landed everything. I'm like, you can't teach that. that, that, that that's just freaky comfortability. You and know? to throw all, like you said, like comfortability to throw all that. I mean, that just takes another level of confidence to throw that in front of all those people. Like, imagine that. You're fighting somebody. He spins around, hits you with his fist. Pop, pop, one, two, and then you have a, a foot in your mouth. Like, what the hell just happened? I'd probably open my eyes and the referee's on top of me. <laughs> Herb Dean. Hey. Mom? Is it, is it Daddy? Did we win? <laughs> How's the other guy? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, had him, I have him down as a KO in the second round. I think that first round he's going to need. He's going to need that first round. Get the rust out. Get the cobwebs out. And kind of feel. And then I think second round he's going to come out and he's just going to kill somebody. I'm back. <clears throat> but watch in his corner. The, he, there's a guy who has uh, red hair and he has a bunch of neck tattoos. Yeah. And oh, has, that's his coach, he right? He has glasses. Yeah, that's Tim. Yeah. I like it, him. He's a smart dude. Bro, they live together. They're like inseparable. And this dude talks to him on a level that I wouldn't even understand. Like he, they just, it's weird. They vibe off of each other. And I'm like, yeah. okay, if you got a coach like that, that's not like Diego's coach. <laughs> Yeah. It's just a recipe to get. Is that his coach or like? Uh, yeah, we'll leave that yeah. at that. So yeah, okay. You got uh, Sean O'Malley winning that one undecided. Nice. I got KO in the second round. So moving on because the the original uh, next fight was supposed to be Derek Brunson and Shabazian, oh, I think. That, and that, the youngest, like one of the youngest, he's <clears throat> my age, twenty one. Yeah, and then I think it got. It got moved to another card. I yeah. think it's going to be headlining or co-main event of another card. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't know why they did that, but I, that was recent. So um, the next fight is one that I'm not excited about at all because I don't like either one of these guys. Yeah. Um, Alex, uh, you know, Cowboy Oliveira yeah. and Max Griffin. Yeah. Do you know anything about them? I know a little bit. Uh, the Cowboy guy. Yeah. He, it's, I mean, I kind of, he's on a three-fight losing streak, actually. Uh-huh. And... Uh, Honestly, this fight for him is a make it or break it fight. I think the UFC, if he loses this, UFC's probably going to cut him. Three yeah. fight losing streak. He actually got in some trouble. I remember that yeah. with, his, with his was it his wife? His wife yeah, he yeah. said. Uh, now I don't know if this is official, but this is what said the headlines that he assaulted her and then like took the kids and ran off. And if I'm not mistaken, he was riding a motorcycle right. with them on, and I was like. Oh my gosh. And I'm, I think it was like twice that this has happened. I think he's had two domestic violence things. Yeah. So like I don't have any respect for that at all. No. And I get real weirded out with like the the Brazilian like walk-ins, how they're doing like their like backflips and like weird dances and stuff. Right, did, right. did you see what um the guy who fought Diego did? Uh Michel Pereira. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I remember his loss against uh I think his fight before that was Tristan Connie or something. And yeah, that guy did a lot of, he wasted a lot of energy. It's very weird. It's like almost forced. You know what I mean? Because uh, we'll get to style bender in a second, but like that entrance is so legit. Like I don't even, I don't, I'm not a fan of that, but he's just, it's something, something's different about him. He's just different. But yeah, so anyways, I put Oliveira for a, a decision on that one. Cause Winning by decision? Yeah. I, I put the other, I think the other guy, because Max. I think I think that guy's not focused on fighting. I don't think Oliveira's focused. I got Max Griffin, and I actually just watched Max Griffin fight. Uh, I watched some of his highlights and fights today, and he's not bad. He's a good really? fighter, yeah. Yeah, and this is kind of a, I feel like this is just a filler for the card. Yeah. Like, why, why is this on a main card? Right. That That wouldn't even be like... That'd be like a prelim on a fight night. Like, I would, that's weird. Why is Sean O'Malley... Thank you. Yeah, before that fight. That's but, what I was thinking. But you know what I will say to that? Is Sean O'Malley is going to be free to watch. Right. So maybe Dana's over there trying to get him under over some more eyeballs. Exactly. So that he yeah. can put him on the cards. But right. I don't know. You know how the UFC is. Nobody that's knows true. till we know. Okay, so the next on the card is uh, your boy Neil Magny and... Lee Jingling, Jingling Liang. But uh, what, do you, what do you got going on with that one? I don't know anything about his opponent, but Neil Magny's a gangster. He's been in the game forever. Ah, with this fight, it's really, to me, I think it's got to depend which Neil shows up. I mean, Neil can be one of the top dudes in the division where it's like, okay, he's there's a good reason he's ranked number eight or seven. Right. Or it's like, okay, he just lost. I can see why. It just depends who shows up. I mean, right. Neil, if he's on top of his game. He could win, but this other guy, I've seen a little bit of, I don't know much about him either, so I'm not yeah. going to claim to, but 
he's got decent hands. He's going to bring a fight for sure. Right. And I, Magny had some issues with USADA a while back too. You remember all that? Yeah. He, so, he didn't fight all of 2019. Yeah. He said, it. I think this is a 16 or 18 months since his last fight. Wow. Yeah. And I, I, I see something in him, like in his, uh, like the UFC embedded that have been coming out. Yeah. He looks, he looks hungry. Like he oh, looks good. like he wants to get back in it and he's always shredded. I mean, that yeah. dude's always, he's in phenomenal shape. I put it. I put Magny TKO in the second. I don't know how, but I feel like TKO will be. I, I could see him winning by decision. I could yeah. see decision, but I, the TKO, I could see that too. Because yeah, like little, you said, he's a little hungry. ground and pound or he, something. He's fought everybody. I mean, he's fought everybody, dude, for sure. I started looking up his record, and I'm like, this guy is. Yeah. He's been through it, man. Yeah, he submitted Carlos Condit, beat and, Johnny Hendricks. Yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, you know, he, <laughs> he did by the scorecards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's done a bunch, man, but he's, uh, I, I don't know enough about the opponent to even say right. anything, but I, I think that from what I can gather watching him, he looks, he looks fired up and hopefully we'll get the old Neil. I hope so. And then the next one, uh, it's got that Benil Dariush and Jakar Close. I don't know Dariush very well, but okay. Jakar Close is a bad man. Okay. So. I watched some film on what's his name, Benil, uh-huh. and that man—he's one of those grapplers. When he gets on top of you, gets a hold of you. Uh-huh. I mean, man, he's 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 gonna maul you. He's like a Khabib type style with that wrestling. Is he Russian? No, what I think Dariush. I don't even know that name. Israeli. I think really? He's like Israeli, he, but he's yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Let's look this up and here. Man, I watched his last fight, and when he got on top of that dude, I mean, he straight up mauled him, and his. Uh, Dugar, is that his name? Jakar, close? Yeah, his jiu-jitsu man has got to be on point for this fight. Yeah. I mean, okay, it's got to be on see. point. Because Drew Dober, uh, Frank Camacho. Oh, wow. Okay, so his last couple fights have been by a submission. He's Ooh, he's very okay. good on the ground. And Dakar close, and his last fight I watched, his... Uh, we'll see. I think he's a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu going against this guy who's a black belt. I do. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm looking at his record. I do remember seeing this guy because I remember Alexander Hernandez beat him, and Alexander Hernandez oh. has got that big fight coming up soon too. Yeah. Okay. This will be a fun little fight. It, it really is. These guys are going to bring it because uh, Benil, he's got the chin on him for real. He he actually has a pretty good chin on him. He can take a shot and take you down. Cl- close can throw a shot. Say that those are lightweights. Okay. Wow. Like that. Like that division needs any more killers? Yeah. In it, right. Man. Oh my god. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay, yeah, and it looks like he's from like is it Iran? Where's that at? Yeah, he's he's Iranian. Wow. I had no idea. I never even thought that I knew that guy yeah. until that Alexander Hernandez fight. So oh, man. that'll be a fun little one to sprinkle in there. Yeah. His uh if he gets on top of close, it's it's not gonna be good. It might yeah. be a short night for him. Okay. That's how I see it going. Okay. I could see him submitting close. That's kinda how I see it. Okay, so yeah, I'd I'd have to make an uneducated guess because I don't know them, but from what you're telling me, it sounds like my decision might be wrong, but I said Drakkar close by a decision. Yeah. So we'll it, see. It could be because close has some good hands on him, but I, man, if yeah. you know, make I a mean, decision. I'm going to, I know. I'm just saying it could go either. I'm, I'm I think Benil is going to get a submission off of him. Okay. I think he's going to submit him. Okay. So the next one, now we're getting into the, the two really big fights that are, you know, the co-main and the main cream of the crop, bro. I've never, Ooh. I'm never, ever, ever excited for a women's fight. That's not me being sexist. That's just, I just, I have a hard time getting excited for them. Whaley Zhang <laughs> is a bad bitch. She dude. is very much bad. She is terrifying. Oh my God. She's jacked. Yes. Dude. Yeah. She is like a little bitty thing. And she, have you seen uh, any of the training footage up in, oh my in this fight camp? She hits like, I mean, she hits like a monster, man. Yes. And she's left her country because, you know, coronavirus and everything. Yeah. Didn't miss a beat. She's well, still just. That, that's the only thing that my concerns about this fight, because I honestly have her winning and I love you, Wana. I have big respect to her. You want to I just don't think you is powerful enough to yeah. hang with her. I, I don't think she is. And the only thing that worries me is she had to move around so much uh, yeah. because the whole cor- coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, and it she, was fairly recently, too. Yeah. I mean, in the middle of your training camp, how does that? I'm just wondering how that affects you. Like yeah, your mentality going in because you're in a full fight camp. You're supposed to be, but she's moving around and stuff, worrying about. I mean, how does that affect you mentally? That's the one thing I was really concerned about. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, Joanna Yajacek, she hasn't 
impressed me at all no. recently. Like, I mean, at all. And I think a lot of it, <clears throat> I think a lot of it is because Joanna was so good for so long. Yes. Bro, she had like, she was the champion for like three years I straight. I think she had six or seven title defenses. Yeah, she was a yeah. freak. But everybody that watches UFC knows that women's mixed martial arts has developed so much in oh, recent yes. years. That's oh. why that's why Ronda Rousey fell off the earth because right. other girls learned to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not to take anything away from the people she used to beat. I'm just yeah. saying that the the talent pool for women's mixed martial art is growing very very quickly. Yeah, and people are becoming more and more rounded. And Joanna <clears throat> getting beat by Rose, and you know the list goes on and on. And then seeing Whaley Zhang beat, was it Jessica Andrade that yes. she beat the shit out In, of? I think 40-something seconds. Oh, I mean, my God. Terrible. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is... Oh, she, yeah, that's right. She holds the the record, right, for the... I no, th- in a t- probably a title fight. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be a really... I do think it's going to be a good fight because her and Joanna did their open workouts today. Yeah. There is a... I think combined, those women have 5% body fat. They're wow. they're jacked, dude, oh my both gosh. of them. And Joanna looks completely different because I think she's had to eat a slice of humble pie recently. Yeah, because she was the one. I am the boogie woman. I'm coming to get you. Yeah. You know. And then Rose sent her into another galaxy with those right. punches. But Joanna's been kind of up and down. You know, she she lost those two fights against Thug Rose, and then she went and tried to challenge Valentina and got beat. And uh, yeah, yeah, you don't challenge Valentina. No. Valentina might be the only one that's even more scary than Wei Li. Right. Oh, my God. And then she came back, and the reason she's getting this title fight is she fought Michelle, the karate hottie, uh, Anderson. Waterson. Waterson. Yeah, and uh, she had a good fight against her, but... Michelle Waterson's also not a very good fighter. Like, I don't want to say that, like, that's... Okay, that sounded rude. She's... Wow. (laughs) Wow, asshole. (laughs) But she... She got her namesake I, for what it is, you know, the karate right. hottie. She's a, yeah, a very attractive. Very good. I mean, she's got great, good kicks, but I mean, it's not like she has a long highlight reel of knocking people out or something. Yeah, it's the know? same reason that Paige Van Zandt is a household name. Right. It's not because of her fighting skills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is what it is. And, you know, Joanna got her name back in there, but I really do. I got, <laughs> I've got Zhang beating her in one round. <laughs> KO. I really, I do. That's what I have written I, down. I definitely have her by just domination and punching a hole through time. I, that's how I have her winning. <laughs> I, I really do. So if if you had to pick what round? Oh, round one. Yeah. Probably before. Yeah. Round one. I don't see it leaving the first round, but if it does, I think it's going to end before the third. Yeah. I'll just say that. But I have KO first round for Zang. That's how I see it too. Yeah, for sure. All right. This is, now. This is the fight. Now I'm twirling my mustache hairs. Dude. You are the biggest Stylebender fan I've ever met in my life. You have been on the Stylebender train. I will happily say, thank you. You you were the guy who showed me Stylebender, and I think that I know everybody. I didn't know this dude back in the day, yeah. and you've been all about it for a while. So we've got the headliner event: Israel Adesanya, and Yoel Romero. I love you. I love you. I love you, Mike. <laughs> Yoel Romero and Stylebender going at it on the main main event here. Yes. So who do you have and break this down from, from your standpoint? Watching Stylebender, man, I mean, like since his first UFC fight, I mean, there's been a lot of expectations for him. And every time, like, I, I, I can't lie, I'm a big Stylebender fan, but I really thought Robert Whitaker was going to win. I did. And he completely proved me wrong. You're I mean, right. Completely proved me wrong. I, did, I was like, if he wins, he'll win by decision. No. Let me just get this second round knockout and knock him down in both rounds bad. I texted I mean, you. I was like, ooh, you were wrong. <laughs> Dude, he dropped I, I, him, It was man. me. I shouldn't have gone against my boy. You know, it's like I've liked Stylebender. I've always supported him. And the one time I went against him, he completely proved me wrong. And you know he's a beast, man. I thought Derek Brunson was going to give him problems when he was fighting Derek because yeah. Derek's a good, like Stylebender proves me wrong, but Yol is a different animal. He is, he is for sure. But do you think that he's anything that Stylebender can't handle? I, man, I mean, just looking at his physique and seeing his fight, and if you watch Yol's fights with like Luke Rockhold, I mean, just his fights. I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. I but, mean, so. I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be Stylebender's biggest test to date. Yes, 
but here's my here here's how I combat that. So Yoel's claim to fame, like I don't even say claim to fame, but I think he gained a lot of notoriety in his losses that's to true. Robert Whitaker. That's true. Yeah. And for who sure. did you just say Stylebender fucking starched? <sighs> Robert right. Whitaker. Because I beat the brakes off of him, bro. I was thinking, okay, Robert Whitaker went 10 rounds with Yo Romero and survived both times. Yep. So he's easily going to go five rounds with Stylebender. Yep. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. So Romero is, he's a tricky one because he's the classic, oh, he's a grappler that can take you to the ground. And but ri- he, even in his fights, though, he usually does not take fighters. He likes to stand up. That's what I was going to say, is he's like a. I joke around. I call him the Cuban Acme brick. Like he's yeah. he's literally just a brick. Yes. He's he's jacked. He just stands there. He eats your punches. Like yeah. you're not gonna knock him out. But he does not. You know one thing. His def- his his defense that he has. He has a very defense that lures you in. That's yeah. why in all his fights he's always backing up. He's just like you think you're landing shots, but really he's just tricking you to try to counter and sticking his tongue but, out at you. Right. But and, not many people land clean on Yoel. Yeah. And it's the true. thing about Stylebender though is he's accurate. Yes. When he lands punches, it's like he said, I don't I don't throw and pray, I aim and fire. Yep. And each when Israel Adesanya Stylebender lands a shot, I mean, it's gonna land right on the money, right, right on that chin. For and sure. that's what I'm interested to see. Like is Stylebender, I mean he yeah. looks like he weighs 185. I know, right? Yo looks like he weighs anywhere from 210 to 220. Right. You know. But what else is crazy is, I mean, it, I've said it on here multiple times. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a massive Brendan Schaub fan. Right. And Brendan Schaub does those things called the Food Truck Diaries. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those interviews? Yes. Israel Adesanya is just as big as Brendan is. Yeah. Do they look each other eye to eye? Obviously, right. Brendan's not a professional fighter anymore, so he's a little fatter. Yeah. But Stylebender's... A big boy. He really is. He just fights against really big boys, right. you know. So, I, I've got written down here. Yoel is not the kind of person that's going to get knocked out. Yeah, I do. I have Stylebender TKO second. I think he's gonna. I think Yoel's gonna try to break the the little like routine mm-hmm. of not using his wrestling. I think he's gonna go at least the first round, feel each other out. Like most title fights are, and then he's gonna shoot. I don't know for like a you know a double leg or a single. And I think when he shoots, Stylebender's gonna do like you said, aim and fire right on the chin, and stun him. And then it's just ground and pound from there. It's Stylebender stand up is on a whole nother level. He's a savant. I mean, he he just is on a whole nother level yep. to anybody else. I mean, he did. He had like a hundred kickboxing fights. It, like I don't know, I don't remember what his kickboxing record. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah, for and sure. The things he did in the kickboxing ring really went over well in MMA so far. I mean, he's what eighteen to zero now in I MMA. Think, I think so. Yeah, he's only got a couple fights in the UFC. He only been he's only been in the UFC for like two years, right? Yeah, and but, he's already and has, he's already the freaking champ yes, defending it. Right. And, and he insane. said he did you hear what he said to Dana? He's like, I want to be an active champ. Yes. I do not want you to make me hate being the champion. Don't make me wait around. Like he's like, I want to fight. He didn't have to take this fight. No. He could have waited around for Paula Costa or he could have took a fight against your boy till. <sighs> I mean, Don't even get me started. I, I, I think, I mean, personally, I think till needs one more win. Yeah, and then, for sure. Then, because I mean, what he did to Gaslam was pretty awesome, <laughs> but I, he yeah. could easily jump in there and fight, uh, yeah. fight Stylebender. And cause you know, Stylebender, like I'll take that fight and that's a cool matchup. Yep. I really do think that that'll be next, but he, um, but with with the with Stylebender striking like you were yeah. saying, um, I, I do think I could see. I mean, and you never know till you know because it's it's fighting. You know, we're yeah. gonna look back on this next week and we're gonna hear our voices and be like, "Oh shit, were we wrong?" Right, you know? right. But I think you, I think Romero's gonna try to shoot on Stylebender. You think so? I do because of the dramatic difference in size, and I mean like like girth. Like you know, he right. he's just so much thicker yeah. than Stylebender. And if he gets a hold of him, I think it's game over. Yeah. So I have written down, I said, Stylebender TKO second, dot, dot, dot. But if it goes past the third, Romero. Really? I do. I, I do. You know, most people would probably say the opposite. I know. Because, you know, a Yol, weird feeling, man. Yol has that weird explosion in the third round. Like, he's really good in the third. And yeah. then after the third, he's kind of, it just tanks. But... Yeah. 
Man, I, I don't know. I just got that weird feeling. You know how you just look at because you have so much to look at with Yoel. I mean, like how he dominated uh, freaking Luke Rockhold and like basically ran through the entire division. Then you go yeah. look at his um, uh, Paulo Costa fights and his Robert Whitaker fights. Even though they weren't wins, like watch him, man. Like he he's just a freak, yeah. dude. <clears throat> but I think this is his final shot. Because he's had a lot of chances, you know. He missed no, I, he missed weight to yeah. become the champion. Yep, yep. By, by like half a pound or something. Yep. He lost to Whitaker. To well, I, I think one of them was a draw. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it might. I think it might have been. Yeah, but he but didn't. He didn't win two Sorry. times to Whitaker, yeah. and then the uh, the other one, which was uh, who was the third title fight he I, had? No, it's it's this one. Oh, this one. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. Sorry. No, no, you're, you're right. I didn't even think I, I, after that. You know, he got lost to Paula Costa. I was like, man, it, does he even get another title shot? He's still one of the scary guys of the division. What's next for him? What other big fights? And then Stylebender, I mean, this is great for for Yol. Yol's got to be thanking Stylebender Absolutely. a lot. Because it's like, dude, you did not have to give me this shot. Yes. So, I mean, Yol, you know this is going to be – he's coming in hungry. Right. And that's – that. that is you, what you were talking about just a second ago about my – it's not it's, – it's not – a secret. I'm a huge Darren Till fan. Have yeah. been forever. He's had his ups and downs for sure. I still think that he's going to be the champion one day. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Um, whether he goes back down or if he stays at this class, I think that I think Stylebender and Till have the potential to be like a Tony and Khabib. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Because of their heavily, heavily focused stand up kickboxing games. Yes. And Till throws freaking nuclear bombs bro with his hands and his legs yeah but Stylebender is the better striker i right. mean like that i'm a huge still fan that, that that's that's just the facts so my thing is whether this fight turns into a win for yoel or a win for Stylebender, who's next mm. Mm. because paulo costa just had that surgery yeah. Out of nowhere. Didn't tell anybody. Just, hey, let me go get a torn bicep tendon fixed. Me, personally, I'm not a big Paula Costa fan. Boracina, no. I'm no. not a fan of him. I, I just think he's kind of a big bully guy a little bit. Don't Douche. Even, yeah, and I'm just not, a, I don't like his fighting style that much. Um, you know, he, he obviously beat Johnny Hendricks, and it turns out he cheated and used an IV before that fight. Yep. And that, Can't do that. that pissed me off. I was actually the one who told Johnny Hendricks that. I told Johnny, I was like, Johnny, look at this video. You know... Boracina cheated before your fight. And he goes, uh, that's all he said. <laughs> that explains but, a lot. <laughs> but I don't, I don't like his style that much and I don't like it. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I'd rather, I'm glad Stylebender's fighting, uh, Yol and not waiting around on Paula Costa. And I would much rather see Stylebender fight Till than yes. Paula Costa. Even though Till has one win at middleweight, I would love to see that fight. Yeah, for sure, man. Cause I think that that, that, like a, that division is so it's weird, man. It's 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 one of the divisions in uh, in the UFC that make you kind of scratch your head. Yeah, because it's weird how things have shifted. Like light heavyweight used to be so thin, like nobody gave a shit about light heavyweight. Right now, light heavyweight is stacked. Yeah, it's that, it's getting better and better. Yeah, and look at uh, heavyweight. Yeah, like heavyweight, bro. Yeah. Oh my God! We used to. It was like, where did these guys come from? Yeah, no kidding. Like, uh, you know, Ngannou and uh, who's he fighting? Uh, Rosenstrike. That guy, I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, until... Yar- Yarzinho Rosenstrike yes. when he knocked the brakes off of uh, Volkanov or um, uh, Arlovsky. Yeah, like the, these are Curtis baller. Blades. Um, of course, my boy Derek Lewis. Yeah, uh, obviously Stipe. D- DC. DC's still there. Yeah. Like, I mean. It's so, but yet the, you know, Stylebender's division is kind of just like up in the air. It's like, it, he's, well, it's like there's Jared Cannonier. Yeah, that guy, like, it's like who he, J- he's hurt now. Yeah, that I didn't like how that a whole situation because Jared was like, "Come on, Till," and Till's like, "All right, let's go." However, he talks. <laughs> he's like, "I'm a scouser. Let's go, Liverpool." <laughs> I'm kind of talking Ireland there. I didn't mean to, but. Completely messed up this whole this whole segment, but I just I, I wanted to see Cannoneer and Till fight on the un, the co-main event or yeah, a third fight of this for card because sure. I think that would have been yeah who so either Till or Cannoneer I think I'm calling it now I think Dill I, Dill who the hell's Dill? Dill I think Till is going to be on the big UFC summer card the one yeah. that's always in like June yeah 
they, they're going to throw that name on there. Yeah. They have to. I don't know if it's on the, you know, it might be the first fight on the main card, but he's going to be that guy. I'm yeah. telling you, man. Here, you, you, you can go back on these podcasts. Darren Till and Sean O'Malley, those are my guys. Yeah. They're going to blow up. Yeah. I don't know if they'll ever reach the success that I think they're going to. Those guys are going to be big stars for the UFC for sure. Till is definitely on his way there. Another big win, and it's like he's that super. He's he's, I think for the middleweight division, he's the yin to the yang for yep. Stylebender. Oh yeah, and them too. They love. I love their little trash talk. Like they were Facetiming a week. Or a I couple, know, like a couple weeks ago, and just talking crap to each other, but like not in a heated way. Right. It was more like friendly, but at the same time, it's like, hey, we get in the ring, it's all respect, and we're going to war. Right. And those are the best fights. And also, it's good for the sport because those are two stand-up artists. Yes. And they're big, big guys. Dudes. So, yeah. like, if you were to turn on that fight and you've never watched UFC before. You'd fall in love. Oh, instantly. You know, like everybody fell in love with, you know, Stefan Bonner and, uh, Chel- uh, uh, no, uh Forrest oh, Griffin. Yeah. I was, I was going to say Max Griffin. Who the hell? Oh, that's, that's the guy on this card. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who's Max Griffin? <laughs> yeah. Forrest Griffin. Like yeah. two guys just standing and banging it out. Yeah. Man. Oh, I'm excited. But yeah, dude. That, my prediction. I was going to say. I was going to say my prediction, man. I, I think I'm going to go with, I think Stylebender. I think he's just going to slowly pick apart Yoel. And I, I, I hope I'm not wrong on this because I've been proven wrong, but I'm not going against Stylebender again. I was, I made a big mistake when going with Bobby Knuckles. Yeah. I'm not doing that again. I think Stylebender's going to be too accurate and land clean shots and kicks and punches. And I just see him landing a lot of punches on Yol's chin. And don't get me wrong, I know Yol's a freak, but he's 43 years old. He's gone through a lot of wars with Whitaker and then Boracina. Yep, and I think it's going to catch up to him sooner or later. Maybe Stylebender's the one to finally crack him. Okay, what, so I'm saying what round? Third round, third round KO TKO. Okay, I said second, so uh, Stylebender TKO second. But I yeah. do, I'm, I'm sticking by it. I think if it goes past the third, I think Yoel's going to lay that giant Cuban oh. body on top of him and just take him to town. Yeah, bro. yeah. But we'll see. That's what makes fights so fun, right, man. Right. I'm so excited, exactly. man. All right, dude. Well, I uh, I think that's all that I had lined up. We've already been doing this for over an hour. I didn't. Oh wow! I know, getting me fired up. <laughs> like I said, I'm sure I lost half of my audience. You know, whenever I said the word fight, <laughs> you know, so they're like, "Oh God, he's talking about UFC again. Who cares about this?" But this is one of my favorite podcasts that I do. So, KP. I always appreciate you coming by. Thank you for having me, Dude, man. I appreciate it. Of course. And we'll look back on this next week and we'll go over it. And yes. I'm definitely going to have you come on and we'll uh, we'll talk about the uh, the big fight coming down to uh, Mr. El Kukui and Khabib. El Kukui. That'll be fun. But anyways, man, uh, thank you all for stopping by and hanging out with us this long. And KP, we'll see you next time.